Welcome, Oxen and Coatees, my brothers and my sisters. You have walked into another episode of Jacob's Seed Podcast. I am your host, Yermiyahu Ben Yasharel, and today we will we will be discussing life-giving meditation. Meditation that gives life. Let's get into it. What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? We are back at another episode. I thank you guys uh, for tuning in. I thank you guys for pressing that play button. But if you haven't subscribed on whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe to the podcast. That would mean a whole bunch to me. Trust me, it would mean a whole lot to me. Uh, Before we get into this uh, conversation about meditation, um, there's a few places um, that I want to shout out real quick. Some people that's been rocking with me for a while. At least it seems like um, you guys have been listening to me literally from around the globe now. Jacob's Seed Podcast has just went global, ladies and gentlemen. So I thank all of you guys who show me love on Instagram, um, who show me love on Facebook. Um, and also, of course, my dedicated listeners, because without you, there would be no podcast. So this is your first time listening to Jacob C podcast. The whole point of this podcast is to bring uplifting, encouraging, thought provoking information to the uh, Hebrew Israelite community. Um, Also discuss Hebrew Israelite culture um, and just uh, uh, current events, politics, sports, um, news events that affect the so-called African-American community, which we know um, is brought over here through the translated slave trade. Uh, which we know is off the west coast of Africa. And if you do your research on those people, the people that came over here, you would find that we are, yes, the true Hebrew Israelites of the Bible. Um, so that's what this podcast is all about. But before we get into this episode, I want to shout out a few cities and I guess a few countries now since uh, Jacob C. Podcast has gone global. Kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of proud about that. So uh, there's nothing I've been doing. It's, it's what y'all have been doing. Um, telling your friends, telling your family, and uh, somebody sent it overseas. So first of all, Memphis, Atoka, Germantown, Tennessee. Thank you for listening to Jacob C. Podcast. Um, Ashburn, Virginia. We appreciate y'all. Prosper, Texas. What's up? We appreciate y'all. Birmingham, Alabama. We appreciate y'all. Holly Springs, Mississippi with the two crooked S's. We appreciate y'all. Uh, this one's hard to pronounce. I hope I get it right. Uh, Pat Escala, Ohio. If I got it wrong, you know who you are. You know what it sounds like. Uh, Ohio, what's going on? I'm a Michigan fan. Please don't hold that against me. I won't hold the fact that you're a Cornhusker against you. Orlando, Florida, what's going on? Clifton, New Jersey. Thank you guys for listening. And of course, St. Louis, Missouri, the show me stink. Thank you for showing me love. And then Margot St. Thomas. Nope, Margot St. Martin. Thank y'all for listening overseas. 
uh, and getting Jacob C podcast out there to the Caribbean. Yes. So let's get into this discussion about meditation that gives life, a life-giving meditation, right? So I got a dictionary right here in front of me, just the you know plain Webster's Dictionary that you can get on your phone. And it states that meditation is the act of meditating or continued or extended thought, reflection, contemplation, contemplation. It says devout religious contemplation or spiritual uh, introspection. That is the definition that the um, that the dictionary gives us for meditation. Why, first of all, is meditation important? So we know we have like this move of um, meditation gurus around now. So whether it's yoga, which if you are a Hebrew Israelite, if you or if you even call yourself a Christian. You shouldn't be doing yoga because we know yoga is really prayer to a Hindu God, right? Yoga, I say it again, yoga, and a, and a lot of these other meditation practices are also um, are really just prayers or um, positions of worship to false and pagan gods, um, and we shouldn't be doing them. So I think that's when a lot of us are well-meaning, but we're ill-informed when it comes to when it comes to meditation, um, let me get this verse for you real quick. Leviticus 18, Leviticus chapter 18, Leviticus chapter 18. Uh, let me see here. Let me see here. Um, trying to find it. It talks about how we are not to emulate or do the things of the other nations, right? So we know Leviticus 18 um, talks about what we should and we should not do. All right, here we go. Leviticus 18, I thought it was more at the bottom of it, but it's 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 at the top. So Leviticus 18, um, verse 3, um, start at verse 1. And it says, Yahuwah spake unto Moshe, saying, Speaking to the children of Israel and say to them, I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. Uh, so Yahuwah is the um, is the holy name of the Most High, um, and Elohim means God. After after doing after the doings of the land of Egypt, wherein ye dwelt, ye shall not do. And after the doings of the land of Canaan, whither I bring you, shall ye not do. Neither shall you walk in their ordinances. So he's telling them, listen, from out of Egypt where I just brought you, do not do what they do. Do not do any of those practices or do not hold any of their ordinances. Don't worship any of their gods. Don't pray any of their prayers. Don't do any of their practices. It says also, when you come into the land of Canaan, don't do anything they do. Don't keep their ordinances. Don't do their practices. Don't do them at all. It says also in, in the same chapter, in the 24th verse, it says, Defile not ye selves in any of these things, for if in all these, for in all these, the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you, and the land is defiled. Therefore, do visit 
the therefore I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it, and the land itself vomit her out, uh, vomit out her inhabitants. Which meaning, because of what these people have done, they're being kicked out of their land. And at the end of it, it tells them what to do. It says, therefore, shall ye keep my ordinances that ye commit not any one of these abominable customs. So the customs of the other nations, he's saying they are abominable, which were committed before you, and that ye defile not yourselves therein. I am Yahuwah, your Elohim. Also, let's go to um, let's go to Proverbs chapter three. I believe it's the thirty-third verse or something like that. Oh, I'm sorry, it's the thirty-first verse. Proverbs three thirty-one says, "Envy not." the oppressor and choose none of his ways. So again, a lot of us are well-meaning, but ill-informed. So the Bible on several occasions, the Holy Scriptures tell us the people of Israel not to act um, in the same way as the other nations. Don't pray their prayers, don't sacrifice to their gods, and don't, don't, don't have any of their customs. We have our own customs. The Most High has given us customs. He has given us ordinances, laws, and ways to live by. That's what we live by. We don't worry about what Egypt is doing, and we don't worry about what Canaan is doing. And in Proverbs 3.31 brings it home um, to the 21st century. It says, envy not the oppressor. Well, who's the oppressor? To us in this country of the United States of America or to African Americans in general. We know not all white people. But uh, the spirit of Esau is definitely in them. They are uh, the spirit of the spirit of Esau. White folks are our oppressors. They are the ones who snatched up and snatched us up off the west coast of Africa and put us in this land to do slave labor. And even today, they have set up systems so that we can fail. Whether it's the welfare system, whether it's um, whether it's the the labor system, whether it's the educational system, whether it's HUD whether it's um, uh, public school lunches or whatever it may be, um, those systems are set up for us to fail. We are continually oppressed. I don't care um, what your what tax bracket you're in. I don't care what your job is. I don't care how many degrees you have. My brother, my sister, you are still being oppressed because you are in a system that doesn't allow you to be authentically who you want to be. So in order to really be accepted in this land, you have to assimilate. Assimilation means that you are okay with masking in or divorcing your customs and your culture to fit into the dominant culture of that land. My brother and sister, that is called oppression. And we are not to envy our oppressors. We're not to want to look like them, walk like them, talk like them. Um, it also says not only do we not envy them, we don't choose any of their ways. Now, this 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 podcast isn't about this, but the ways that were given to us when we came over here were not our ways. Christmas is not our way. Easter is not our way. Halloween is not our way. The Fourth of July is not our way. Eating pork and shellfish, that's not our way. Our way is the way of Yahuwah the way of the Most High, and the laws, statutes, and commandments in which he has given us. And one of those commandments, or at least suggestions, is that we meditate on his word. Let's go to Proverbs chapter 1. 
Verse 2. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 2. But his delight. Let's start at verse 1. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, mm. nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. I could do a whole podcast just on that. I think I'm going to bring my moray in. And we're going to start probably doing some series on some things, doing some podcasts, because some of this stuff is just so deep. We read it and we go, we look right over it and we don't even realize what we're reading half the time. But verse two says, but he, but his delight is in the law of Yahuwah and in his law doeth he meditate day and night. So the scriptures give us a blueprint of what a blessed man looks like. And one of the things that a blessed man does or a blessed person does is that he or she meditates day and night on the law of Yahuwah, on the law of the Most High. So again, well-intentioned, but not informed enough on exactly what meditation is. Let's go back to um, the definition the definition of meditation. It says continued or extended thought, reflection, or contemplation. So the the scriptures are saying that we should continually or with extended thought be thinking about reading on the laws of the Most High. But if we believe that the laws are done away with, we're not going to be meditating on them. We're not going to be blessed. See, brothers and sisters, we have to we have to begin to do our own investigation on our dogma and on our doctrine. And uh, I, I just spoke to, uh, I just spoke to one of my friends today and he's not in the truth. And I said, man, listen, we have to get away from believing things just because we were told they were true. Mom and daddy told us it was true. Grandma and them told us it was true. They were well-meaning, but they were ill-informed. We have to begin to put Christianity Islam, Judaism, uh, uh, Hinduism, uh, Buddhism, or whatever ism or entity that you're a part of, whatever organized religion that you're a part of, you have to begin to put that thing on trial and see if it comes out innocent. And I guarantee you it will be guilty of lies. It will be guilty of manipulation. It will be guilty of strongholds. It will be, um, it will be guilty of uh, delusions, distractions, and all these things because it's just not real. We were not given Christianity. We were not given Islam. We were not given Judaism. We were not given any of these man-made religious institutions. We were given a law and a covenant from the Most High. And then we were given his son to live out that law and that covenant perfectly for us because there's many times in the New Testament where it tells us that we ought to imitate Christ. Did he follow the law? Yes, he did. Did he follow the feasts? Yes, he did. Did he follow the dietary law? Yes, he did. Did he follow the civil law? Yes, he did. Did he follow the moral law? Yes, he did. Did he follow the sacrificial law? Yes, he did. We ought to imitate Christ. And I'm not going to get deeper into the the, the moral, civil, sacrificial, because some of those things we can't do because we no longer have a temple. It was destroyed in 70 AD uh, by the Roman Empire. This podcast is about um, meditation that gives life. So, so the scripture said we ought to meditate on the law of the Most High day and night. That is the blessed man. That is the blessed woman. So how do we meditate? It says extended thought. 
That's what the Webster's Dictionary says. So in order to have an extended thought about something, first we got to read something and try to get an understanding of it. Then it says uh, that we should have introspection. What is introspection? It says an examination or observation of one's own mental and emotional process. So we must begin to start to dissect and examine the law, not just read it from a Christian point of view, a uh, Islamic point of view, a Jewish point of view, a Hindu point of view, um, a nominal or atheist point of view. We have to dissect it and have an unbiased view of the law and meditate on that thing day and night. So meditation is not about doing yoga again. A lot of this stuff is like they tricking you on to doing some pagan worship, man. Don't get out of that. If you and Megan, if you in some yoga classes, get out of that. If you in any other class outside of learning the law of the most high, get out of it. It's, it's not what we were intended to do on this earth. All right. Also, some people tell you meditation is just to empty your mind of all your thoughts. Like, no, the Bible says meditation is not emptying your mind, but actually filling your mind with thoughts, meditating on the law of the most high day and night. So we have to examine it. The first thing we have to do in meditating on the law is to examine the law. What does it mean to examine? It means to take a closer look at it. What does this thing really mean? And what does it mean for me today in my life? Don't spiritualize it. Uh, uh, don't over conceptualize it. Read it and try to understand it. And if you don't understand it, there's plenty of things on the internet. Um, try to find yourself a, a Hebrew Israelite teacher that's close to you, uh, that can ex explain some of these things to you in the law. Then it also says that um, it takes contemplation. So what is contemplation? The action of looking thoughtfully at someone for a long time. So in this action, we're not necessarily looking at someone, but we're looking at something. We're looking at the law of the most high. We're looking at, at um, we're looking at uh, for us to be the law and the prophets. And really the whole encompassing of the Bible but 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 David said if you go, if you want to be blessed, you concentrate on that law of the Most High. Why Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy? Because if you don't understand Torah, if you don't understand the law, the first five books of the Bible, that is the funnel and the foundation of everything else that happens after. So if you don't understand Torah, the law, you will not understand the prophets. You show sure enough won't understand what's going on in the New Testament. <laughs> So you have to meditate on that thing. Think on it day and night. It first starts with reading it, examining it, not just reading, going through it, but from verse to verse to verse to verse, it actually examine exactly what it says. In the beginning, God made the heavens and the earth. What does that mean? What does it mean that he made it? The beginning of what? See, these are the these are the questions we have to start asking ourselves. Uh, uh, and, and it may seem silly at first, but but you'll understand when you start actually asking yourself some of these questions, you'll start getting answers. And even before you start meditating, especially if you're not in the truth, if you're not a Hebrew Israelite, uh, ask the Most High to purge you of all of your biases and presuppositions, and give you the truth only, because. Ask him, say, I want to know who you are, Most High. Show me you in these scriptures. And he'll do it. I'm a living testament of that. He'll do it. 
So the first thing you need to do in meditation is to read it and examine it. Because if you're not reading it, you have you can't you can't examine it. There's no intro, there is no introspection. You got to read the thing first, all right? Read it, examine it, have some introspection on it, chew on it day in and day out. We pause for a quick second for a commercial break and we'll come back and we'll see what we do after we have introspection and examine the law of the most high. So we are back. So the second part after, after we've now we have a, have a, um, a kind of a foundation of what meditation is, right? Real meditation that brings life, that's life-giving, that gives life is when you not meditate on just nothingness and you're out there in the stars and the clouds somewhere um, or try to find something in your mind. When you're meditating on the law of the most high, both day and night, this gives you life. You are a blessed man or a blessed woman if you meditate on the law of the most high day and night. And we said that meditation first starts with introspection, examining the law first. You cannot examine something if you don't touch it, if you don't read it, if you don't immerse yourself in it and become a part of it. It's hard to examine something. When when scientists examine a thing, they just don't go on the internet and try to find something, somebody else's opinion. They actually pick the thing up. They dissect it. They touch it. They feel it. They read it. They become a part of it. Um, so that they can have a better understanding of exactly what it is. So after you have examined it, had some introspection, we want you to contemplate now on the law of the most high. So contemplation of the action of looking thoughtfully at something or someone for a long time. So a lot, what a lot of us do is we, uh, we, we get our Bibles out. We read Genesis, Exodus, we get to Leviticus and Numbers, and we kind of check out Usually we skip it, go straight to Deuteronomy. But we just read something that is very important in Leviticus chapter 18. It said, from the land that I'm taking you out of, the Egyptians do not mimic their ways. From the land that I'm taking you into, Canaan do not mimic their ways. Do not take on their customs. So now you have to ask yourself, okay, what are the customs of Egypt? Did you all know that birthdays are a custom of Egypt? Did you all know that Christmas, it wasn't called Christmas. Uh, it was, I believe it's called um, Soltalaris or something, the, the worship of the sun and the moon. Uh, the, 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 the winter solstice, that's an Egyptian and a Canaanite practice. Fertility gods that we come to, we, we, we want to, um, uh, celebrate Easter. Easter had always been celebrated through a, through the facility, uh, the fertility God of Astaroth, which is in Canaan. And there's so many other things you can look up, just look up, go to Google and look up the origin of XYZ, it doesn't matter. The origin of birthdays, the origin of Christmas, the origin of Easter, uh, the origin of whatever it may be. And look where it came from. 
not only the origins of Egypt and Canaan, but Proverbs told us not to envy our oppressors nor learn any of his ways. So now we're not just looking at the origins of Egyptian culture and Canaanite culture, but now we're looking at, okay, what's the culture of, uh, of the British man? What's the culture of the Spanish, Spanish and Portuguese man? Uh, what's, the, the, what's the culture of the Arab person? What's the culture of the Jewish person? Because these are all the people who have oppressed us and sold us into slavery and still have us in slavery today. See, now you have to do some contemplation and ask those kind of questions. Who are these oppressors and what are their ways? Because I'm not supposed to be learning them. Who are the Egyptians and what are their ways? Because I'm not supposed to be learning them. Who are the Canaanites and what are their ways? Because I'm not supposed to be learning them. The lesson is the nations around us do whatever they want to do, serve whatever God they want to serve. Every nation has its own Elohim. Our job is to serve our Elohim that, that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob went into covenant with. The Elohim that gave Moses our, our ways of life, our lessons on Mount Sinai. The same Elohim that brought us out of Egypt. The same Elohim that brought us out of, of captivity after captivity in the book of Judges. And the same Elohim that will bring us out of this last captivity in which we are scattered into the four corners of the nations waiting to go back home to Zion. That's the Elohim that we need to be worshiping. And also not just him, but his son as well. Because Yahshua in his name means Yahs, Yahuwah's salvation. He brought us here to save us. Uh, Yahshua said that he not come only but to the lost tribes of Israel. Because you see, the Most High had given us a, a, a bill of divorce. So now he had to come back and, and mend that relationship so we can have right relationship with the Father now. See, but if you don't meditate, you see what I'm saying? If you don't meditate on those things, you'll think that we're, ever, we're forever in this perpetual state of gloom and doom. And you're going to be depressed. And the, and, the, and the environment around you will start to take some effect on you. So either your mental capacity is going to burst and you're going to have some real bad mental issues. You're going to be depressed. You're going to have manic depression. Um, you're going to have anxiety. Um, it's going to lead to bipolarism and all this other thing because you're letting your environment around you uh, inform you about what the truth is. Or... Like some people, most of us, we're going to be caught in a deception and start worshiping these Christian gods and these uh, Islamic gods and these Hindu gods, which we were never told to do, all because we did not dissect the law of the Most High. We did not contemplate his law. We did not meditate on his law day and night, because if you meditate on that thing day and night, there's no way that you walk away from it confused are wondering about who you are or what you should be doing. But I think a lot of us are scared to meditate on this thing because a lot of us are in positions of power in the Christian church. And I speak for the Christian church because that's the religion I came out of. We're in power and we don't want to give up that power. We don't want to give up that salary. We don't want to give up that notoriety. We don't want to give up our, our, our position in the community because now all of a sudden we're going to sound weird and we're going to sound crazy and all these other things. But you shouldn't be worried about that. Why fear people who can only take your life? It's the worst they can do to you. Fear an Elohim who could take both your life 
and send your soul to hell. Because if you're not following his instructions for life, his Torah, that's exactly where you will be outside of the 12 gates of, new, of the New Jerusalem, weeping and gnashing your teeth. So my brothers and my sisters, if I cannot say it enough, if you want to be blessed, if you want to be on the right track, meditate on the law of the Most High day and night. And not just meditate on it. Don't just think about it. Don't just contemplate it. You have to do some action with it. You have to start incorporating these things in your life so that you can be blessed. Thank you guys again for listening to Jacob C. Podcast. Please share this um, on whatever platform that you're on, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, and also subscribe to this podcast as well. If you have any questions or any thoughts, please call in on the podcast at 901-300-7474. That's 901-300-7474. Leave your questions or comments via voicemail, and I will play them on the next episode. And as always, seek truth. Live it out and inform others. Shalom. We gon' jump. We gon' jump. And I got part by nothing. I'm ashamed to throw my hands up